0: Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever you are in the world. Hi. Hi. I'm Belonda. And I'm Tariq. And this is the Jacksons Take Five. Take Five. Happy Valentine's Eve. Yes. Well, uh, to us, it's Valentine's Day Eve, but when you hear this, it'll probably be Valentine's Day. So, happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tariq had off work today. Yes, I did. And he has off tomorrow. Amen. Yeah, man, I did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, it's been a rough couple of days in the Jackson household. Yes, it has been. Ava Jackson has bought the stomach bug back I- in here. Yep. Last the, time was uh, two years ago. For the third time. Know what? It was two months ago. She brought us a stomach virus before we went to Disney. Yes, she, that's right. Yes, she did. And then two years ago, she gave us a stomach bug when we went to Jamaica. That was the worst sickness I've had in a yes. long time. Literally, as soon as we stepped off the plane and got into the hotel room, sis threw up all over the floor in Jamaica. And that very next day, Tariq and I were just confined to the bed all day no. long Could not move. Couldn't eat the good food, couldn't eat the goat, the um the, the jerk chicken. Nope. We couldn't eat anything. All <laughs> day. No we're stuck there. Stuck. Just trapped. God bless Ava. So Ava has done it again. And uh I got hit with the stomach bug and I've been down for a couple of days. Uh this is day three. Um my, my stomach pain has ended, my fever has ended, and I'm just trying to get my appetite back. So it's been a little weird. I'm used to going to the gym every day, but um because I'm I'm still not eating right, I, I haven't gone to the gym because so I don't wanna exhaust all my energy. And uh Judah. Has had the stomach virus. It's, yes. It's passed through Judah. And Tariq had it too. He was throwing up. Tariq had it. And now today, my mother-in-law had it. And uh, for those of you who know, my, my mother-in-law has, uh, has uh, dementia, uh, the beginning Korea. stages yeah. of dementia and Huntington's chorea, and she has osteoporosis. So, you know, it's always worse um, when people with uh health issues get yeah. sick so we had to take her to the emergency room because she was dehydrated and very weak and they ended up keeping her overnight so pray for her so as we are as well y'all say a prayer for my boo at least her tv won't be turned while she there. <laughs> <laughs> but even though it's been a rough couple of days um it's going to be a beautiful next couple of days because i have submitted my comprehensive experience and i have put all of my book edits away for another day so i am 100 percent available to my husband Amen. which is the best valentine's day gift that i could ever give is myself and you know when we were younger before children and marriage and responsibilities We would get excited over vacations to other countries or to Vegas or anything. Mm -hmm. Now, a vacation to us is simply a bathroom break. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) or
1: a thousand percent right.
0: Yes, or a good shower or just a moment to play on our phone or some uninterrupted time with each other without the kids. Yes. So it feels good to have nothing to do except you. Amen. All day long. All day long. Whenever we, well, that might be a stretch. I think I got like maybe two times at me. I can't do all day long. That's
1: okay. (laughs) We have a lot of fans that want us to uh, start this baby making thing. So
0: (laughs) they asking about us how many kids we're going to have. So we're going to practice for (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Other than that, we don't have any special plans for Valentine's Day. I didn't ask for anything. I think we've, we've. We're doing a breakfast. Yes, we're doing. We, we are doing breakfast. I'm excited about those uh, that uh, pancake place. Well, have Judah with us though? <laughs> yeah, since Mama's sick, she can't babysit. But I I, I think overall we've uh, grown above the over uh, romanticization of holidays, you know. And we do celebrate it. Don't get us wrong. And we do indulge. But we don't go crazy trying to buy each other things we really can't afford, like we used to. Like, for instance, you remember when we were younger and yep. in college, and you would buy me all these diamonds. Got and you the
1: first pair of black
0: diamonds. Got me my yes. first pair of diamonds and take me to all these fancy restaurants that you really couldn't afford because you well, were on a college budget, but That's you were true. trying to impress me. Absolutely. And I remember one birthday when I surprised you with a trip to, with a, uh, the one trip that we went when we went to, to Maryland and paid for the expensive hotel. And then I got you those overpriced tickets to yes, the Eagles did. game and getting you a fancy cake made and throwing you a gazillion dollar party for your birthday Took one to year. to Vegas, too. Yes, just because I wanted to impress you and to prove my love to you. But, you know, all those things were so misleading because we couldn't keep them up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. We couldn't keep it up. No. So, you know, 10 years later, here we are we've learned we've lived and we learn, learned and so we do things differently and also you know the way we spend money is important to us Absolutely. so we're very careful on what we spend our money on because we share money so yes. it's no more his money my money is our money yeah. so, <laughs> and we have our separate accounts and we have a joint account yeah. so come payday all of our money goes into our joint account and we pay our bills yep, we we save we, yeah. save we pay ourselves and we are unapologetic christians so we do tithe yes we do we give 10 percent to the lord yes so we can afford to surprise each other with our little allowances but we're, we're very modest in 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 how we do so I have a jewelry box full of diamonds and expensive watches and pearls and necklaces and that, you know, to this day, I still couldn't afford. We -hmm. bought all of that stuff on credit and student loan money and bill money. And you know what? It taught us very valuable lessons and it left us with a huge debt to pay back. Yes, it did. Huge debt to pay back. And we managed to pay it all. And from that, we never looked back. And I still look at my Gucci briefcase and my $3,000 Louis Vuitton luggage and my red bottoms and the Gucci belts and my Gucci loafers and your red bottoms. And I'm like, yeah. I can't afford any of this stuff. Nope. I wish I could sell it for full value. Yeah, so <laughs> foolish of us to, to, to you know, buy it. We have such champagne taste and beer pockets. Probably mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> promise not pockets.
0: Yeah. That Code 45 Co 45. But one of the best things that we learned in marriage and learning how to build our empire is learning to budget our plan and plan our budget. Because love is one thing but it does not pay the bills. It no does not, it don't. It does not, sorry. No. Can't pay There's the bills. There's no income from love. No. And so at the top of the year we 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 plan our trips and our celebrations, and we actually choose which holidays to splurge on. We really don't surprise each other. So some years we'll make birthdays a big thing or anniversaries. So at the top of the year, we'll pick which holiday or holidays if we can make it work and we plan for it so that we can save for it this year last year in december when we went to to disney we were able to pay for it all in cash which used to be a credit thing which used to be a a credit and we come back broke but this time our our children were able to have a great time and they were able to we were able to eat at restaurants and not check our debit account because we had set a budget and a plan before we we got there we we budgeted every day for each dollar we were spending you know what we left disney world with 800 dollars. More. Yes, we did. We came back. I'm yes. sorry. We came back. the first back time we came back out. with we money. We came back with money, so we stayed. But we stayed below budget. And remember, we we talked about milestone years during our our last podcast. So this year, year seven, is very important to us. And we almost impulsively. We scheduled the trip to Paris. And we, we were real close
1: to clicking that two button.
0: seconds away from paying for it with debit, cash. Yes. But then we kind of took a step back and we said, you know what, we're moving soon. Yes, um, we are. We'll, we'll provide you guys with yes, with yes, details later. But, yes, but we are relocating to another state, relocating to another state, and I had to tell I had to ask myself, you know, is it is it worth it to spend six grand? in Paris or is it worth it to save that 6 grand so we can redecorate our new home and to buy new furniture and you know if if we do decide to do Paris we can plan for it next year Yeah, it
1: was a tough decision cuz you know Paris has memories, memories.
0: But that's how we are. This is us. So This Valentine's Day, Tariq and I, we just like I said, we plan to drop the kids off to school. We're going to go out to eat breakfast, come home, have lots of good, loud, uninterrupted sex. Yes. Going to binge watch some TV. Yes. Talk about whatever. Yes, until it's time to pick up the kids. And then uh, Pizza Hut has a uh, heart-shaped pizza in celebration of Valentine's Day. So we're going to all do a family date to Pizza Hut for dinner. And that's it and you know that's special to us and so that that it actually slides us into the next episode of our relationship series which is dating dating that's right (laughs) let's talk about dating let's talk about dating two weeks ago we talked about singleness and how to appreciate each other in our singleness so now we're going to talk about dating and you know All relationships have a foundational starting point that act as a launching pad to what we should expect from romantic relationships and kind of how we should act. And that foundation of expectation is carved into us as little girls and boys growing up. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, we we grew up on fairy tales that depicted All women being these pretty, adorned princesses. I blame Disney for that. (laughs) (laughs) And all men, Disney is guilty. And we depicted all men being these big, robust princes and knights in shining armor who rescue the princesses and they. From distress. From distress. And they they fall in love and get married and they do what? Live happily Happily ever ever after. Live happily ever after. And children take on these stories at the developmental level that they are capable of. So it it sort of lays this foundation of what's good and what's not good. And it sort of sets a standard of love that they may not be searching for right now.
1: But eventually it will be.
0: Yes, but eventually it happens. And then what happens next is that as as we get older, those fairy tales and ideas of happily ever afters that, 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 that we, we're start, we begin to be exposed to it in chick-flicks and other movies, where we meet this man who is also oh so romantic, and then they fall in love and they have these cute little arguments and disagreements that can be solved in a 90-minute movie. <laughs> and then at the end, they sail off into the sunset because you know D- dreams do come true. Dreams do come true. Yes, they do.: And then there's romance novels oh the world Mm -hmm. the world of romance and reading Mm -hmm. it's basically just pornography with a storyline tell it (laughs) we read these books about these vulnerable women who fall in love with this dangerously handsome man with an elephant trunk for a penis and then the author spends the next 10 pages describing all the romantic and wrong details into how they have sex and as a reader we engulf ourselves in it and while we think that it's just harmless fiction no it's adding to that foundation of expectation Absolutely. of what we want our own love lives to be You feel like that's like. a
1: reality, that's your, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: and can I be honest and transparent with you as an author who writes for readers? Mm-hmm. I wrote a book about my life four years ago, Life in Favor. It was my personal testimony, just written as a fictional novel. And within three days of its release, I was number one on the Amazon bestsellers list. And I stayed there for a very long time. It was one of the fastest and best-selling books of 2014. Yeah, it was. It was fire. And it was so good and so encouraging for people that the world began to ask me, Hey, Miss Jackson, are you writing another book? We're hooked to your style of writing. It's fresh, it's different, and it sucks us in. And you can't just leave us hanging like that, you know? We need more. And, you know, I hadn't planned on writing any more books. I, I thought I was done. But after people started asking, I said, you know what, I do want to write another story. What can I write about? But I'm very picky. Yes, you are. And what I write about. You are a
1: perfectionist, for sure.
0: Yes, like I'm, I'm not just going to write to write. Everything I do has a purpose connected to it. Everything I post on social media, whatever I spend my time doing has a purpose. I'm not the kind of writer that's just going to make you laugh to, you know, take your money. I'm going to write about something that is relevant and important in the world. And I'm going to write on purpose and with an intent to change how you view certain things. And within my writing, I can, yes, entertain you and provide you with a way of an escape. But my pen is not meant to be a drug to allow you to escape your reality and into my false one Mm -hmm. that's just not that's just not me i have three children i have a husband i have a mother-in-law to take care of a phd to achieve a a career i don't have time to waste on fantasies and false realities just don't have time right so one of the things that's always always baffled me was the way we lie about our lives and about our realities of what's really going on with us and we uphold these images for social media and for the public it's whole perfect image perfect image people post these statuses on Facebook with their husband yes. and wife and they create this 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 beautiful post that ends with a hashtag called relationship, relationship goals, goals. yeah and then in the background we see that they're on a yacht somewhere in Bora Bora and there's these fifty one hundred dollar bills strategically placed on the table right where we can see it <laughs> and (laughs) And as the wife is smiling she's making sure she shows the angle so you can see her Chanel brooch and her Gucci Mm -hmm, bag and the man is smiling with his arm around her and he's kissing the woman's cheek and they have about 5,000 followers on Facebook so when they post all of it all those people see it and we study that picture and we see the caption and we see the money and the lavish vacations and the beautiful chemistry between the two people and we feel like we don't measure up because our love lives are nothing like that our realities go. don't measure up right. and we start to think that we're the only ones suffering so mm-hmm. we suffer in fi- we suffer in silence but truth be told that couple in the photo are just flossing with the rent money. Yes, and they on vacation with their tax refund, and yes. they seem so happy now. But just last month, the man was caught in bed with another woman, and now his mistress is pregnant. Ooh. And that woman in the picture has just been depressed and lonely and miserable for the longest time. But she went on the vacation with her husband because that was his way of telling her he's sorry and to buy her love back and to keep her contained in that marriage. But
1: relationship, relationship
0: goes right. Yeah, and most of the time, it's People who have the biggest influence on society that puts up the biggest facades and false images. Yep, Pastors and politicians rappers, and celebrities and mm-hmm. rappers and social media influencers. We wear these masks for show. But behind closed doors, we're living in the same hell as you are. Don't believe the hype. Don't believe that. Please don't. Don't, don't. believe the hype. A lot, lot of us represent people. debt. Don't. I mean and debt. So I created a book called The Masquerade. And in The Masquerade I have three characters and these characters uh everybody just fell in love with them. They became people's new best friends, people's new best friends. Uh, One of them, one of my characters, is uh, one of the top defense attorneys in the country. One of them is a psychologist and the wife of a pastor who uh, pastors a megachurch. And the other one is a spoiled mama's girl just getting out of college and trying to find her place in the world. And these girls are best friends. They grew up that way. And society sees them as one way. These you know, powerful influences who everyone looks up to, but behind closed doors. Baby, Mm-mm. I will say that when The Masquerade came out, it was more popular than my first book. It was more popular than Life and Favor. It wasn't even close. How it wasn't even close. Was. Yeah. People fell in love with these characters. They fell in love with the story. And they were so sad to see the book end that I went on to give each girl... Her own book oh, and our series yeah. yes, and I was able to continue the the uh, original masquerade storyline from each girl's point of view and this book it, it, it was so popular people created memes about the characters and you know certain things that happened in the story, but one of the things that I did that I wish I did not do was that I put sex in the book mm. I always had a, a a problem talking openly about sex so of course I was totally against writing about it but when I originally wrote the series I was under contract so I had to do what my publisher wanted yes and the publisher told me she said you know Belanda, sex is a part of life sex and it sells. yes and if there is a moment in the story that 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 presents itself for the characters to have sex you cannot cheat your readers you have to write it so I wrote it And my storylines were powerful enough without it, but I wrote it anyway to fulfill a contract. And it was good. But, you know, as an author, I felt so guilty because people were reading these stories and they were falling in love with these characters. And they could see certain things in the stories that were mimicking in their own lives. So they were drawn to the book. And as a result, they were also drawn to the sex. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, you know, we're we're very, we live in our minds. Yes, y'all do. We live. Whatever. Yes, y'all do. Right in your brain. (laughs) We have an idea in our minds about the way we think sex should be in the bedroom, which most of the time never really happens the way we want it to. Well as a man, we do the same thing with
1: pornography. Yes,
0: yes. We create these unrealistic images. But for women, when we're engulfed in when you are engulfed in fiction, in a fantasy, you can be who you want. So, I was guilty of filling people's heads with these sexual fantasies that were unrealistic. And I'm such a good writer, I fooled myself. I came out of writing and I had these new expectations of sex. And when my husband couldn't deliver, I'm like, oh my God, I married a dud. Yes, you did. I married yes, a dud. Did. Why can't you, you be like him? Why can't you be like him? What happened? and now i'm stuck with it
1: in this <laughs> fantasy world
0: because i was so engulfed in a fantasy that was not real just like my readers and you know finally my publishing company was sold and i was able to buy out my rights and as a result all of my books were taken off the market and they were deleted as if i'd never existed as an author and so i was able to republish my own books as a self-publisher. It was like God gave you a second it chance. It was like God had given me a chance to redeem myself yes. before I really got out there we, we, before we blew I, up. yes, before yeah. I really blew up. And so before I republished my work, I went in and I took out all the sex and all of those misleading fantasies because my stories didn't need them to begin with. Nah, and maybe. yes, sex is a part of life, but I don't have to describe it and it's okay to leave something to the to, to the
1: imagination of the reader. Yes, yes.
0: absolutely. So The Masquerade will be out sometime this month. It is currently going through a final grammar check and I, I can't wait for you guys to can't wait for you guys to read it. It'll be one of
1: the best books you ever read.
0: OMG, I can't wait. I cannot wait. But My point is that these stories and movies and fairy tales and, you know, romance novels are serving as a foundation of our expectations. And what happens as a result of our expectations is this picture of a perfect marriage or a perfect relationship that is unrealistic. A good example of this, when I first wanted to learn to bake chocolate chip cookies from scratch, because I believe every mother... Should have a chocolate chip cookie recipe of hey home. yeah. I believe it. Cookies, mac and cheese, and with <laughs> cornbread. I ain't go that far. I'm just on cookies. And <laughs> you so, do have mac and cheese, though. I do, but I stole that from my grandma. That ain't mine. I wanted my own chocolate chip recipe. So I found this recipe book of desserts. And as I sifted through it, finally I stumbled upon a picture of the most mouth-watering, chocolatey, ooey-gooey chocolate chip cookies. And I said, this is it. This is my staple that I'm going to steal and call my own. They <laughs> they they look perfect. And you know, I saw the picture on the left and the ingredients were on the right. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, see, we could care less about the ingredients. We We care more about the picture. Uh And that's what happens in relationships, right? We see the picture of perfection that's been created from our perceptions of our realities of what we've been exposed to. And we want it. But do we have the ingredients Ingredients. that it takes to make that picture? Come on now. I'm preaching and I'm hungry. (laughs) I want some cookies. I want some cookies. (laughs) Every woman has in her head. This perfect picture of marriage, and maybe you don't believe in marriage. Maybe you just have this image in your head of this perfect relationship. Men too. I know I did. For me, I wanted a light-skinned man with light eyes, six foot, six foot eight, six nine. If I was lucky, Mm -hmm. making good money, respectful, saved with muscles popping out of his veins. And we would date and fall in love. And he would ask me to marry him in the most beautiful way. And we prepare this marriage. And there's a thousand people in attendance. And I have five limousines. I wanted a woman who was 5'10", a basketball player with a nice
1: booty, (laughs) light skin. And, um, yeah. What is with us wanting these light-skinned people? Were
0: we racist? No,
1: no. I, I think that um, as you get older and as you grow up, you like the opposite. So you'll see that dark-skinned people fall in love with light-skinned people. I don't oh. know. It's something I just noticed. Well,
0: so. Anyway, and I had this, you know, image where I'm going into the church to walk down the aisle and say I do and kiss my way into the sunset and me and my new husband leave and go to Bora Bora. I keep saying Bora Bora because yeah. I'm trying to hint to you that I want to go there. Bora Where Bora Bora? is Bora Bora? It's an island. Where? I don't know. Okay. But I want to go there. It just sounds sexy. Like, it sounds like some place where just like magic happens. Where you at, girl? I'm at Bora Bora.
1: I'm glad you. It sounds like that to you, because for me, it sounds boring, boring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, for. Um Anyway, we would go to Bora Bora for our honeymoon with all the millions of dollars that my new husband has been saving all his life because he knows exactly what to do with his money. And I want to come back home and we have three children and I can be a stay at home mom and he can go out and work and I'll be home with my three special, well behaved, Mm -hmm. well dressed, less messy children, just saints. And when my husband comes home, we can take walks on the beach every night before bed and he can be there. So is is there a beach at the back? So does the back? on a beach? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. We built it. Okay. And we make the best love over and over and over again, and I never get tired. That's the picture. That's my picture that I've been drooling over, that I was drooling over growing up. Those were my chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> what I didn't see was the other page and the ingredients that I would need to achieve that picture. See, the picture is a result of a process. Okay, you yep. go. Ladies and gentlemen. Here's my advice. Don't you dare walk down an aisle of marriage thinking that a picture is what's waiting for you. Because, child, he could be a nightmare in a suit yeah, be a or a Jezebel in a dress. Ruin your whole life. Yep. When you walk down that aisle, eventually, what you're walking into is a process. That picture is just a promise. When I saw that picture of those delicious chocolate chip cookies, that was a promise from the chef that if I followed the right ingredients, that's go. what I would get. And see, we, be, we begin to get into these romantic relationships and demand the picture from people who have no idea how to give us what we want. When Tariq and I first, date, st- first started dating, I had this preconceived notion. Like I said before, I already said that my dream man was six foot eight and light skin, and Tariq was five foot 10 and dark-skinned, so he was already, that was already one strike against you. <laughs> and you wanted this big booty hoe who was light-skinned, who could jump like play, Mike. Play back, yep, mm-hmm. And play basketball, and would do anything She could said. shoot threes, but drop it like a side. That's a crazy combination. Yes, and non-existent. But. <laughs> <laughs> and I was dark skinned, and I was mouthy, and I did have a big butt, but everything else though. was
1: big too. You can't drop it like a <laughs>
0: And we had these expectations of each other. And, you know, even though interpersonally, Tariq and I both were struggling individually with our own demons, it didn't stop us from wanting a boyfriend and wanting to date each other. Because the idea of a happily ever after and marriage and a future was still exciting to us. And we were broken and we were confused and we were lonely. And I don't know about him, but I remember thinking, you know, maybe if I had a boyfriend, I would be happier. And Tariq and I began to date. Mm -hmm. We were these, these, these two beautiful, confused souls. Beautiful souls but confused souls Just bound together by the law of attraction And we had no idea What we were doing Neither of us had anything substantial To offer to the other one To offer to ourselves But society made us feel like we were not complete Until we were a couple And when we got together We created a combustible mix of hell Yes we did Like most people Yeah, yeah. And right before we hit the button of self-destruct We went to God Because, you know, he created us. And I don't like to sound preachy when I talk. I am a child of God, but I don't like to sound preachy all the time. Or extra
1: religious. Yes, extra
0: religious because I'm I'm, I'm not religious at all. I don't follow religious dogma and protocol. But my life and my experiences, I do believe in a higher power and something greater than myself. I believe in God. And I believe in his son. Oh, there's an oven for our cookies. (laughs) Put that cookie in there. Okay. Take that mic off. I'll talk. Go put my cookie in there. I got hungry. We were serious. But um, what was I saying?
1: You were talking about not being super religious.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm not religious, but I do believe in something greater than myself. And I believe in God, and I believe in his son Jesus, and I believe that with him I can do anything. But without him I could do nothing. So Tariq and I, when we fell we landed on our beliefs and this is a disclaimer in life when you fall and you will fall what you land on is important we landed on God just like my children when my children are are in this stage of independence and they're exploring their world they're very bold and brave but eventually they'll fall and sometimes they can get back up and they can brush themselves off. But sometimes they'll fall so hard that it'll scare them and they don't know what to do. So they'll find myself or they'll find Tariq and they'll run to us like, oh, help me. And they're, yes, like they're dying and they, they just, you know, cling to us because we're their parents. We created them. So we, so we're able to steer them in the right direction. And so that's how Tariq and I fell. When we fell, it was like, oh my God. <laughs> we don't know what to do. And so we leaned on the Lord. And I said, Lord, we are trying to create something out of nothing. And we are failing. And we need help. We cannot do this by ourselves. And it was in that place that we learned, hey, you're failing because you're looking at a picture. And that picture is beautiful. But that's just a promise. That's it. That's just a promise of what could be. But if you want the result you got to follow the recipe. And as you're following the recipe, make sure you have the right ingredients. And so the first time I tried to bake my chocolate chip cookies, I remember looking at the recipe. And the recipe called for cake flour and bread flour and chocolate fees. Hey, you back. Hey! Put your mic back on. Okay, good. We live. Is, is your mic right? Yes. Okay. Um, the first time I tried to make my chocolate chip cookies, I remember looking at the recipe and the recipe called for cake flour and bread flour and chocolate thieves. Those little, uh, chocolate feet? those, no chocolate thieves. It's like the, uh, discs instead of chocolate chips. They look like little flat discs, bigger, oh. bigger chocolate. Okay. And all I had at the time was all purpose flour and chocolate chips. So I substituted what the recipe called for and put what I wanted to put in it. And my cookies came out looking nothing like the picture I was drooling over. And I got so annoyed. I got annoyed at the picture, the oven, Tariq, because he was patronizing me and telling me that my cookies were delicious when he knew he was lying. Oh, he's not lying. I, I, I don't want to hear it. And I was angry at the pan, the kitchen, the mixer. Isn't that what we do? We get angry at the results we're getting instead of taking responsibility for what we failed to put in. I put in what I wanted to put in because I was too lazy to go out and get it. So I did what I wanted and I hoped for the best. And it didn't work, didn't work. (laughs) Relationships, just like cookies, Are only as good as the ingredients. I can't wait for this cookie. If you want those cookies, you follow the recipe and use the ingredients the recipe calls. Oh, you preaching over there? I'm preaching, child. Ooh. So here's the fun part. What? What kind of ingredients does it take to achieve the picture that you want? Ooh. Bars. <laughs> Fire. Yes, we, you, you choose your relationships based on your destination. And you know what? While you're choosing your ingredients, understand that you don't just choose everybody. Be cautious, be wise, because not everybody who smiles at you and tells you that they love you and they want you and they like you is a blessing to your life. Sometimes, you know, we have such big dreams until you meet a bum that will come <laughs> into your life and kill it all, won't they? Yes. Well, De- Debbie Downers, yes, Debbie
1: Downers. Debbie yes,
0: Downers, come into down. your life and kill it all. And you know, many times we choose to date the people that we're with because we're lonely. And mm-hmm. the first time we interview we settle. people, we settle. we settle. The first time we interview people, we knew they didn't qualify. But because we're lonely and we choose to settle, we gave them a second interview and then gave them a job. Mm-hmm.
1: And they weren't qualified.
0: They were not qualified. Do not cheapen your ingredients don't cheapen what you want when i was younger i dated boys based on how they look some people still do that some people marry because so of that what you're
1: saying is don't get vegetable oil when it ask for butter <laughs> is that what you're saying <laughs> you know you got a lot of folks listening that use vegetable oil instead
0: of butter yes or how about butter versus i can't believe it's not butter that's so that's vegetable oil baby Oh. I, can't, I can't believe it's not butter, it's vegetable That's oil. It's not
1: vegetable oil. It is. It is not. At 1,000%. How you know? Because you got to look at the ingredients and say it's vegetable oil. The reason why I know this is because you went and took, asked me to go to the store one time, and I was lazy, like you preaching. And you... I, hold on, hold on. I went to Wawa. Wow and i thought i said cable is not butter and i thought that's what it was and we'll show up it was yes. vegetable I
0: remember, oil i remember i remember. So I was lazy like you you preach don't me. be like my husband don't go to wawa when you're supposed to go to giant <laughs> don't cheapen your ingredients do not cheapen what you want when i was younger i dated boys based on how they look just Mm -hmm. like i said some people will still do it We, we 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 choose our mates based on these vain images of the way they look how good they sex us and how much money they can spend on us no.
1: Well, don't get it. Well, well no. Well, don't. No. no There's
0: nothing wrong with finding an attractive person that you feel is attractive. That's, that's not fine. what I'm saying. I'm but, saying that beauty is vain, and some people date because yes, that's of that. Exactly,
1: I agree, 1,000%. But we don't got to get you know. Looks
0: do matter, do matter. Do matter because ultimately, you're right. U- ultimately, it is our looks that get us to notice. We don't one want Beetlejuice.
1: Everybody don't want beetle juice now. <laughs> But yes.
0: we can't see personality we only see what physically attracts us so yes but some people what I'm saying is that some people come in so desperate that once we see how good they look even if they don't have any of the qualities of on. a good man or a good woman we keep them because they look good and we can make it Facebook and Instagram official and we can put them on display to boost our popularity and our status but what we've really done was just commit ourselves to a relationship that is purely physical and temporary. Trophy wise Trophy. Trophy wise, trophy boyfriends. Yes. That's why we don't choose to be in a relationship with people based on how good they look and their sex and their money. I look back in college at all the guys I thought were fine and sexy, and now they look old and smoked out, lips all black, mm-hmm. got 50 million mm-hmm. kids, no money from having to pay child support payments, and Sally Mae, and they age so
1: horribly. and The women I dated don't have hair, they all have <laughs> weeds. Thank the Lord for a wife with natural hair
0: and no makeup. Amen. I remember. There's nothing wrong with makeup. I like makeup. Saying, no, there's
1: nothing wrong with makeup. What I'm saying is that my exes were full of makeup. So, you know. You woke they up, played you. They woke up. They looked like the same person I saw. I remember there was one person in college. I'll never forget this. She, I met her at a Halloween party. <laughs> and, and she was the best looking, into, I, I, not best looking ever but she was very looking attractive, very attractive. And she had on glass. She didn't have on glasses then. She had on contacts. I saw this woman the next day. I was like, "That that was you." <laughs> Completely hurt. She had bifocals. What's nothing wrong with that? Oh, but she had on bifocals. I know you talk ones.
0: about. That's my friend. Listen. Don't talk about. <laughs> I hope she's not listening. <laughs> Holy Jesus! Anyway. Now she's married now. Amen. Anyway. She found somebody that loves her. Anyway, oh god. Anyway, I remember in high school there were plenty of guys who I thought were beautiful, but they refused to date me because I was fat. Mm-hmm. And my have the tables have turned 20 years Shh. later. Now they want you. That's why you don't base a decision based on a temporary asset. Looks fade. Sometimes people age backwards, and sometimes they age too quick and end up looking like the Crip Keeper by the time they 30. (laughs) By the time they 30. Beauty is very vain, very vain. So be careful just dating for looks. They say that when you know better, you, you do better. And so when I grew up, I did better. And I understood that chemistry and personality and compatibility is much more important in the long run. I dated the bad boy in high school you dated the hoe. No, I didn't. You wanted to date the hoe. Don't lie. You didn't want to date the hoe. No, I
1: didn't want to date the hoe. You, stop. Just cause they were trained. I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not agreeing with that. I didn't want to date the hoe.
0: You didn't want to date the girl. I wanted to girl. have sex with
1: some hoes. Oh. But I didn't want to date the hoe. That is pretty different.
0: <laughs> anyway, I dated the bad boy. In high school, he but I would have life. never married him. And if I could go back and do it all over again, I would have ran from him to begin with because they get you in trouble. And then you have some people who keep relationships because of sex. But hunty, let me tell you, true happiness will outlast the best mm-hmm. orgasm you've ever had. That's probably one of the
1: biggest things you can tell women because a lot of women get hooked because of good sex. They get hooked
0: because of good. They get hooked because of good sex, and I promise you. I promise you that good sex does not end in marriage. It starts with marriage. I think the biggest
1: thing is because a lot of women get the stigma that a lot of men are not good at pleasing. So when they find one, they feel like that's the one.
0: I guess. I don't know. But I can't even begin to describe to you the beauty and how powerful and addicting and mind-blowing it is. The perverted sex that you may be engaging in now is nothing compared to the bond created in the bedroom. I'm on that. Tariq and I, our love is just so powerful. Yes. There is literally no other woman in this world that can quench my husband's thirst better than me. Nobody, nowhere. That's a nowhere, fact. That's she a fact. Was, nobody. That's Tariq is so addicted to my love that when we die and go to heaven, he will be searching for me in the afterlife.
1: I will, Listen, I'll ask the Lord. He will. Where is she at? <laughs> Can, I, can she be by milking, milk and honey?
0: <laughs> and likewise, there is no man, no ex, no celebrity that I will ever want more than my husband. That's right. Our connection is so powerful that if we would ever divorced, we'd end up cheating on whomever with each other. And, you know, it, it, is, it, is po- it is possible. It's possible to have incredible sex with somebody who's emotionally mature and who's capable of being a considerate and conscientious partner in life as well as in bed. But you know what? That kind of sex is sex that you build. It's sex that you build. It's not given to you. It's called intimacy and it's built. It's not handed down to you. You build it. But once you have it, you know what? It's yours and it'll never come with the thrill of potential disaster an adrenaline rush or the risk of being disposable. Mm. It's yours. So, when you're identifying your ingredients, make sure you go beyond vanity and you find qualities that are sustainable. Amen. I say this because I had a crush on this kid in high school. I'm not going to say his name. Yeah, but I'm going to do that. But uh, he's tall, light-skinned, curly hair, hazel eyes, beautiful man, very beautiful man. Never looked my way in high school because I was fat. But once I got to college and grew up and filled out, he came knocking. And I was so impressed. And this is the early
1: 2000s, y'all. So this is back when light skin is in. They're not in no more. But this is back when light skin is in.
0: <laughs> light so. skin guys are still in. You know, it's, still. All about, it's all about the dark skin. Oh, God. You know that now. Well, anyway, I was so impressed that he wanted me. And my self-esteem was so low. And I was so lonely and so desperate. I'm like, wow. You know, somebody cute that I want. So I gave him my phone number. And after talking to him on the phone, I found out that he was nothing like the guy that I had a crush on in high school. He was a smoker. He had a horrible temper. He had left Christianity and was now a Muslim and he was in and out of dead end jobs. But honey, he was cute that he had his own apartment and I said, you know, this is the Lord. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's, it's okay that he smokes and I'm allergic. I'll just bring extra allergy medicine when I sleep over. And it's okay that he has a temper because I have one too. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that he doesn't believe in Jesus or church or prayer in the way that I do. As long as he believes in something, he's holy so we can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And forget his job. Or well, can change him. Yes. Or forget his job because he lives in his grandmother's building anyway, because his grandmother had an uh, apartment building. So even, so even if he doesn't have the money to pay the rent, we don't have to worry about ever getting evicted. And so I dated him and hunty, that boy was evil. Oh, he was evil. I remember one day we got into an argument it was about 10 o'clock at night, and he got mad at me because he hacked into my MySpace. This was back when, when MySpace my was was it. popping, yes. It was, was popping, and he hacked into my MySpace, and he saw old messages from some other guy from about a year ago, and he accused me of cheating on him with the guy from a year ago. And I wasn't about to stand there and argue over something so stupid, so I said, you know what, think what you want. I don't care. I'm going to take a shower, and I'm going to bed. And so I went in the bathroom and got in the shower, and this man got so mad that he came into the bathroom. Mm-mm-mm. He picked me up out of the shower and he dragged me out of his apartment. Mm. And I was able to grab a towel as i scraped across the floor and he opened up his front door and he threw me outside. in the freezing cold in the middle of West Philly at 10 o'clock at night, mm. 1030 at night now with a towel on. And then he threw my bags out with me and he told me he hated me and to never come back to his house. And I remember having to get dressed on his porch and I walked 15 blocks alone in the hood of West Philly mm. to my grandma's house. Lord was covering you. He was. And you know, I went back the very next night because he forgot that I still had a key. And one of my girlfriends drove me back about 2 o'clock in the morning when I knew he would be home and sleep on the couch like he always is. And I went upstairs and unlocked his door and I had my bat in my hand and I beat the bricks off of him, me and my girlfriend. And on my way out, I threw a firebomb right in his living room. Mm-hmm. Thug life. He yeah. was a psycho. And you know what? You gonna You're about to say, you're going to say he a psycho. He bought, oh, there's the cookies. <laughs> He was a psycho and you know what he bought the psycho out of me, but you want to know something crazy I was so lonely and so desperate three weeks later. We were back on the phone like I love you, baby I'm so sorry. I love you too, baby. Oh, let's never fight again. Crazy Desperate Willing to sacrifice anything just to have something don't do it Don't do it. Hear me when I tell you don't do it. So When you meet somebody that has an interest in you, study what kind of ingredients they have. Don't just settle. And studying something, studying somebody's personality, that might take you some years, but it's worth it, you know? Study how they handle their money, how they treat their parents, their friends. Don't just base your decision to date them on how they treat you because for the first three months of your so-called relationship, all y'all doing is just lying to each other anyway. Whenever men and women get ready to date, they give you a staged environment it's that a stunt is double. not the real. Yes, exactly. It's a stunt exactly. double. Exactly. It is a stunt double. They put on their best outfits, sometimes brand new. They do their hair, check their clothes, clean out their cars, and wash them and polish them. And they take you to this overly expensive restaurant, and they're so nice. And they tell you everything you want to hear, and they present to you everything that cannot be sustained in the long run. For example, women. We want a man with money. Most women do. Yes. And most women. We'll find. This This man who picks us up in this fancy car and he's got nice clothes and takes us to this expensive restaurant and deep down we're like oh my god he got money but you know what we don't really know what he had to do to get that money that could be rent money or drug money how would you know yeah how would you know and for men who take these girls out that have, mm-hmm. just just yep, like the, you, they got the best bodies mm-hmm. and they so nice and perfect and yep. then you get a home and her entire face come off in the makeup removal napkin. hmm Sis, so butt fake, boobs fake and don't piss her off. Has that, has that what's it called? A girdle? <laughs> and
1: then the
0: girdle come take off Take that thing and off whoosh,
1: and whoosh. whoosh. Yeah,
0: exactly. And don't piss her off, honey. You thought she was nice. You'll find out. Who? the devil reincarnated. And so... Take your time to get to know who it is that you are interested in dating. That's why we said in our previous episode about singleness, the most important relationship yes, you can myself. have is not intrapersonal, mm-hmm. but interpersonal. Yourself, yes. It's a relationship you have with yourself. Because if you don't like you, That's right. how do you expect me to like you? That's right. If you don't enjoy your own company, how can I enjoy your company? No. You know what? The people who are out here single and really living their best lives, you won't find them thirsty all over social media looking for sex and love and dates or men and women or settling for relationships that don't fit them. Because you know what? They outdoing them because they don't need nobody. You ever hear somebody tell you, I need you when you're dating. Don't leave me. I need you. Run. That's because they thirsty. Run. They thirsty. they thirsty. They about to be a parasite. Can you imagine telling somebody that they control you? You don't want no leech sucking everything out of you. No. You want somebody who can give life to you and you share it back. You don't want no kids you got to take care of. Amen. Child, love yourself. Please. Know your idiosyncrasies, your weaknesses, your purpose, your mission, your dreams, your vision, your assignment. Because knowledge of self knowledge of self will determine how you choose your relationships. Yes. If I know where I want to go, I know who I don't deal with. That's right. If I know what I want, I know who can't get me there. Amen. If I know what my vision is, I know who can't help get me there. Amen. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you know yourself, you know who to allow in your life That's at right. different levels. You choose your relationship based on your destination, not your emotions, your loneliness, your desperation, or what's popular.
1: That's good.
0: And when you find somebody that has the right ingredients and you guys are interested in each other and you start to date, please don't get caught up in that weird middle ground that well, yeah, yeah, we're, that we're, yeah, just, we're talking, just We're just
1: friends. We're we, benefits.
0: We talk or we sex buddies or we dating with nah, no strings attached. Nah, that don't is do, stupid. Nah, I don't do that. It, what do you mean? You you just talk. You just have sex. You just wasted each other's time. That, that's them being scared of commitment. Well, you know what? Those are demonic spaces. And no, in those spaces are where unwanted babies are made, there we soul go. ties are created, there we go. depression is born, anxiety starts, low self esteem grows. Don't do it. No. It's not cute you walking around here giving people test drives and you let them test drive you so much that they own the car. They don't have to pay for it no more. Mm-hmm. It's theirs. It. And you find yourself six years later bankrupt, broken, defeated, empty, just robbed of your best years. Don't do and it. And you're no good to nobody else. Not even yourself. Don't do it. Don't do it. And if you're in it, get out of it. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Run. Get out of it. When you date the wrong person. Everything is wrong. And God forbid you marry them thinking that marriage will fix it. It won't. It won't. No. That picture? It won't. No, it will not. That's worse. Yes. That picture in your head of your happily ever after, that's your promise. And you know it's wrong. They know
1: it's wrong. What's they, wrong? What I'm saying is they know they got the wrong, but you I feel like everybody can feel it in
0: their gut. Like so they have an inner thing saying this is not right. We know, but we settle. Exactly. We settle. But that picture in your head of your happily ever after. That's your promise. But know that every promise requires a process.
1: Trust the process.
0: So write down the ingredients required for your recipe of love. And choose wisely. Be smart. Don't cheapen your ingredients. Amen. The Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge knowledge is information. Knowledge is power. If you want to be successful, if you want a successful relationship with anybody, you need information. And some people use prayer as a scapegoat, talking about they want to wait on the Lord and they sit you and You tell wait. me I do that from time to time. You do. You sit and I, you, it, it, it comes time for you to do something and you say, well, I'll just pray the Lord and go from there. Well, what you going to do after that? What you going to do? <laughs> what you waiting on the Lord? Lazy. Prayer does not, Work like that. Prayer, you 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 sit and wait on the Lord. You wait for your happily ever after to fall out of the sky. Isn't Don't that work a story like, that. like
1: the guy in the boat
0: Or yes. the guy in the ocean. Yes, prayer. wait on
1: the Lord for a signal.
0: Yes, it does not work like that. Prayer does not cancel ignorance. You need skills to be in a relationship. You need knowledge. You need principles, and you have to understand human nature. The average man statistically knows nothing about women no 95 percent of women know nothing about a man you got to learn how many books have you read to be prepared to date correctly and to date intentionally probably none i know i (laughs) I didn't didn't if you are ignorant you are a danger to everybody And two ignorant people dating, you just create a foolish relationship. Hello. Hey, that's good. Be wise, you know. Learn. Wisdom is application. You can't apply what you don't understand, and you cannot understand what you do not know. And so study the ingredients that people are made of, and choose wisely the ingredients that you put into your recipe. God bless you. God bless you all.